Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. One of the first things you do when you walk into a room is turn the light on. That enables you to see everything, prevent falls, and it helps you find your way around. A light makes your environment feel more welcome. And it sure is easier to find a misplaced item. But here's the question. If it's easy to turn a light on in a room, why is it harder to turn the light on inside you? Have you ever experienced a lack of direction? I have. It's a hard thing to go through. Feeling that you're just standing still, hours of hard work with little to show for it, patiently waiting, and it feels so anti-productive. Still, it is totally possible to turn the light on. Jesus often refers to himself as the light. He created the human design, and he knows our need for light in order to live healthy lives. Since he is the light, it makes sense to know Jesus better. Daily, set a time alone with him to do some very specific things. I have six I'd like to talk about with you. The first one is to read the scriptures. That's simply getting into the truth. The second is to ponder the meaning and the practical application of those scriptures in your life. And that's simply meditating. The third one is to recite scripture without looking at it. We often call that memorizing. Number four is to journal how to apply God's principles. In other words, to personally interact with those principles in a way where you're thinking it through. Number five is to talk to the Lord, to pray. And then number six is to take all of these things into your day, which equals practical application. It helps to take Jesus into your day. That's your partnership action step. He is already with you every hour, even in tomorrow. That's his partnership promise. So, your part and his part together makes your relationship increasingly precious. Have you heard the term lover of light? Well, the lover of light is not afraid to let light shine into their life, revealing what is there. There are seven reasons why the lover of light is not afraid to let it shine. The first reason is because making choices that show that you prefer walking in the light, it actually helps you to see better. It prevents falls in life, and it helps you find your way. The second thing is that Jesus actually stirs up hope. He calms fears, and he gives courage and confidence. The third reason why you don't need to be afraid of letting the light shine on you and in you is because you purposefully apply your time, energy, and resources to make a difference, and you have to be able to see what's there. 
in order to do those things. Your time, energy, and resources are important. Number four, you also can disarm pride by increasing Christ and decreasing yourself. From John 3, verse 30. Also, the lover of light knows that God tenderly exposes things in your heart that need to change to have Christ-like character. Notice the word, tenderly. Number six, you can take ownership with deliberate steps out of a darkness you might be in and into more light. That's what a lover of light would do. And then number seven, we all know this, darkness brings discouragement, disappointment, it can bring depression, it can even bring anger. But the lover of light sidesteps those things. They try to avoid them, even if they're in the middle of it. They find ways to walk through or around. So, when you lack direction, turn the light on by coming closer to Jesus by faith. Here's some logic. Christ claims that he is the light of the world. In fact, John 8 verse 12 says, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Those two key phrases, did you catch them? Will not walk in darkness, will have the light of life. Those incredible statements actually promote hope. God has some things in mind, things He wants for you. He intends you to continually enjoy and benefit from His light. God also wants to keep you protected from darkness. He intends you to enjoy His friendship And what a privilege that is to be friends with the living God. God also desires to give you the desires of your heart, and He will help to identify the true desires of your heart. God also, because of His steadfast love for you, He has intentions that are good and perfect towards you. Check out Psalms 37, verses 3 through 9. And because all of these things are true, it is also logical that He will provide direction as you stay in the light. So, be a lover of light and move forward or stay and wait. He is working. But sometimes, maybe you feel a distance from God. I know I have felt that sometimes. But if there is no darkness of any kind in God, why do you remain at a distance from Him sometimes? I've asked myself that question. Why do I remain at a distance from God? Why do we feel that darkness so strongly sometimes? Let's start at the cross. The cross of Jesus brought the light to you and to me. That rough wooden torture tool opened heaven's light to you. Even in this imperfect world, you can choose to live in God's light. But still, that question, why the distance? It isn't from God. God's light is safe, not scary. God's love and His esteem for you cannot be questioned. 
Nothing can take away your peace, joy, and confidence if you stay in Him. Pleasing God gives satisfaction, so you can also relax as He helps you determine direction in your life. Even when He reveals things that you need to change, things that exposes what's going on inside you, you can still have hope. God wants you to succeed. But let's face it, sometimes we still feel at a distance, and sometimes we wrestle with darkness. There are reasons that a person may be in darkness even when they are committed to Jesus. Let's explore a few of these, and there are more, but we're just going to talk about, I think, maybe four of them today. The first one is that there could still be sin present, and you can be freed from that. John 1 John 1 verse 9 says, Confess any sin and to receive immediate cleansing. The second reason could be that fear still lingers in your relationship with God. But he says, perfect love, his love, casts out fear. That's from 1 John 4 verse 18. A third reason could be that you may be walking through a depression of your soul. And that happens to people who love Jesus. Many, many people who are very committed to Christ have found themselves in a deep sadness that they can't even explain. Here are two verses I'd like to share. Jesus says that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you, no matter what. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. He also said this, that he is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. From Psalm 34, verse 18, these are not instant oatmeal where it automatically gets better just because you apply a verse. It means you walk through those difficult, sad times holding on to Jesus because you're a lover of the light, and he said he is the light. And then the fourth reason is you may be in a season of deep grieving. God promises to heal you, and that also takes time. You know how it is when you hurt yourself. Your body needs to heal. You may have needed stitches or surgery. It takes time to heal. He also promises that he is making all things new. You can check out Exodus 15, verse 26, and Revelation 21 verse 5. So those are four reasons where a person might be in a time of darkness, even though they already are very committed to Jesus. Well, we can turn the light on for direction, even when we're in a waiting season or a very discouraging time. So why not invite God's light into every corner of your life? Why not wake up to the warmth of His love and kindness, even in a dark season? You can do that by choosing to see things through that perspective, through that lens. 1 John 1 verse 7 says, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. Let Jesus forgive. Let Him strengthen Encourage, let him renew your inner soul even before you get the next direction. It is likely that your renewal is necessary before getting new direction. 
There are some things that you can do to partner with God and to turn that light on even as you wait for direction. I have seven action steps that can help to turn the light on. The first one is to pray. Yes, pause and pray. Ask God for these things, for wisdom, for clarification, for a path in front of you. Ask Him for redirection if needed, for His blessing over your work, and ask Him for a check if you need to do something differently. And don't put a time frame on it. Just trust Him for that. But do pause and pray. The second thing is to listen. And you know what? We need to pause in order to listen. Be open to new direction, things you may not have ever thought about before. Listen for anything that is fresh and new. Sometimes the discomfort of being unsure helps you to find a new direction, a new path. Being open helps you to see, to hear, to consider, maybe even to research some some things that you may not have thought of before. Number three is to stay the course. Until you hear something new from the Lord, until He guides you in a different direction, and until He brings people and circumstances into your life to alter your direction, stay the course. Keep doing what you've been doing. The temptation is to think that waiting isn't worthwhile. But it is a way that you can say, I love you back, Lord. The fourth thing is to believe that God is working. Just simply choose to believe. God is already laying track ahead of your steps. He is directing in ways that you cannot see. So number four is just believe that He is working. The fifth thing is to keep pursuing personal growth. That's something you can do anytime. Work to creatively keep developing as you wait. This investment of your personal growth increases your own resources. It's kind of like a library of practical ideas that you can take forward with you when you get your new direction. This can build momentum. Don't underestimate the value of your increasing experience. Number six is to hang on to previous direction. Start a bullet list of things that were clear before. It renews you to remember how God led previously with fresh clarification of your life purpose and goals. He will do it again. Sometimes God uses this simple reevaluation process to reveal His new direction, and it only just takes some tweaks. So be willing to tweak some things. Reflect over your life with cheer and with hope. This perspective is a testimony of God's faithfulness. Keep developing your skills and your abilities. You might be surprised to realize the very things that you do by faith during this awkward season. It's forming a foundation under your next season. Resolve and courage form and become stronger as you actively wait on God. So, hang on to previous direction, things that were clear before.
And then number seven is to resolve to think positive, not negative. Choose to do the following things. Ignore all discouraging thoughts. Exclamation point. Disregard thoughts that your life or your work doesn't matter or it's less than. You can choose to take pride in your successes and be honest about your failures. It's all for God's glory. He knows how to redeem all things, to pull them together and let it work for good. Another way to resolve to think positive and not negative is to choose to remain professional in your attitudes, demeanor, and all communications. That includes the general public, your followers, investors, partners, support base. Remain professional with your friends who walk with you, with your family. And by the way, never make family suffer for the uncomfortable season that you are in. And then finally, remain professional. Never let a no discourage you to quit. So let's move on to some application thoughts and questions. The first question is this. When you think about living in God's light, are you afraid? Do you feel vulnerable? Second, perhaps you wonder if God will be fair. Will he take care of your needs? The third question is, do you believe his love? Maybe you doubt his love. Why not trust the warmth of his light and the safety of his love? In him there is no darkness at all. 1 John 1, 5. And that means that you're protected. He won't let you down. Then number four, what practical things can you do today to enjoy and to stay planted in God's love? And then number five, how can you show his love to others in your life? How can you turn the light on for them? Are you praying for them? These questions and thoughts, application questions and thoughts, help to turn the light on and help you to stay the course. The content for this podcast is partially contained in the book, More Epistles for an I-Generation. This is one of the many resources that we have developed for you. Visit our website for excellent devotional materials, for articles, for podcasts, and for more resources to help you grow your faith in God. You can pursue noble character and have an alive and active life. And do check out our faith series that we just recently finished. It is a wonderful seven podcast series that talks about how to live by faith every day in every detail. There's lots of encouragement and help and hope. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources, including books and eBooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.